Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the ninth day of November. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. It is my joy, my honor, and my uh, true pleasure to be reading the Word of God. This is one of the most unique communities I have ever been a part of, being in church and church culture my entire life. Um, But such a beautiful thing here, how you love and care and bear the burdens of one another. Rejoice with those that are rejoicing and mourn with those that are mourning. And uh, that's a that's a big task that is impossible for Brian and I to do together, or even a local pastor cannot tend to the needs of a local church, no matter the size. This is where the body of Christ is essential. And I say all of that to say that you all do this so beautifully, and you make us very, very proud. And we are so grateful. Today, we're going to read Matthew chapter 26. We're going to pick right up where we left off yesterday. But then we're going to jump ahead and read the book of Mark, the 14th chapter. This week, we're reading the New English translation. Matthew chapter 26. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he told his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people met together in the palace of the high priest, who was named Caiaphas. They planned to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, so that there won't be a riot among the people. Now while Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of expensive perfumed oil, and she poured it out on his head as he was at the table. When the disciples saw this, they became indignant and said, Why this waste? It could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. When Jesus learned of this, he said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a good service for me. For you will always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this oil on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me to betray him into your hands? So they set out thirty silver coins for him. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My time is near. I will observe the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had instructed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he took his place at the table with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. They became greatly distressed, and each one began to say to him, Surely not I, Lord. He answered, 
the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for him if he had never been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus replied, You have said it yourself. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And after taking the cup and giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood, the blood of the covenant that is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you from now on, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, This night you will all fall away because of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter said to him, If they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth, on this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to the disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and became anguished and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved even to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little farther, he threw himself down with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, So couldn't you stay awake with me for one hour? Stay awake and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed. My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will must be done. He came again and found them sleeping. They could not keep their eyes open. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is approaching and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us go. Look, my betrayer is approaching. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent by the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you are here to do. 
Then they came and took hold of Jesus and arrested him. But one of those with Jesus grabbed his sword, drew it out, and struck the high priest's slave, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back in its place, for all who take hold of the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot call on my father and that he would send me more than twelve legions of angels right now? How then would the scriptures that say it must happen this way be fulfilled? At that moment, Jesus said to the crowd, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me like you would an outlaw? Day after day I sat teaching in the temple courts, yet you did not arrest me. But this has happened so that the scriptures of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Now the ones who had arrested Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the experts in the law and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following him from a distance all the way to the high priest's courtyard. After going in, he sat with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were trying to find false testimony against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find anything, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. So the high priest stood up and said to him, Have you no answer? What is this that they are testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and declared, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? Now you have heard the blasphemy. What is your verdict? They answered, He is guilty and deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him with their fists, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy for us, you Christ. Who hit you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A slave girl came to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in front of them all. I, I don't know what you're talking about. When he went out to the gateway, another slave girl saw him and said to the people there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. He denied it again with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, those standing there came up to Peter and said, You really are one of them too. Even your accent gives you away. At that he began to curse, and he swore with an oath, I do not know the man. At that moment a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Mark chapter 14 Two days before the Passover in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the chief priests and the experts in the law were trying to find a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. For they said, not during the feast, 
so there won't be a riot among the people. Now while Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of costly aromatic oil from pure nard. After breaking open the jar, she poured it on his head. But some who were present indignantly said to one another, Why this waste of expensive ointment? It could have been sold for more than 300 silver coins and the money given to the poor. So they spoke angrily to her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a good service for me. For you will always have the poor with you and you can do good for them whenever you want. But you will not always have me. She did what she could. She anointed my body beforehand for burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus into their hands. When they heard this, they were delighted and promised to give him money. So Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and told them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Wherever he enters, tell the owner of the house. The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Then, when it was evening, he came to the house with the twelve. While they were at the table eating, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, one of you eating with me will betray me. They were distressed, and one by one said to him, Surely not I, he said to them. It is one of the twelve, one who dips his hand with me into the bowl. For the Son of Man will go as it is written about him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for him if he had never been born. While they were eating, he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take it. This is my body. And after taking the cup and giving thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood, the blood of the covenant that is poured out for many. I tell you the truth. I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter said to him, Even if they all fall away, I will not. Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth today, this very night, before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, 
Even if I must die with you, I will never deny you. And all of them said the same thing. Then they went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him and became very troubled and distressed. He said to them, My soul is deeply grieved even to the point of death. Remain here and stay alert. Going a little farther, he threw himself to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour would pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you stay awake for one hour? Stay awake and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again and prayed the same thing. When he came again, he found them sleeping. They could not keep their eyes open, and they did not know what to tell him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough of that. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us go. Look, my betrayer is approaching. Right away, while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him came a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent by the chief priests and experts in the law and elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. When Judas arrived, he went up to Jesus immediately and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they took hold of him and arrested him. One of the bystanders drew his sword and struck the high priest's slave, cutting off his ear. Jesus said to them, Have you come with swords and clubs to arrest me like you would an outlaw? Day after day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, yet you did not arrest me. But this has happened so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. A young man was following him, wearing only a linen cloth. They tried to arrest him, but he ran off naked, leaving his linen cloth behind. Then they led Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests and elders and experts in the law came together. And Peter had followed him from a distance up to the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the guards and warming himself by the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they did not find anything. Many gave false testimony against him, but their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands and in three days build another not made with hands. Yet even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is this that they are testifying against you? But he was silent and did not answer. Again the high priest questioned him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. 
Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What is your verdict? They all condemned him as deserving death. Then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and to strike him with their fists, saying, Prophesy! The guards also took him and beat him. Now while Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the high priest's slave girls came by. When she saw Peter warming herself, she looked directly at him and said, You also were with that Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it. I don't even understand what you're talking about. Then he went out to the gateway, and a rooster crowed. When the slave girl saw him, she began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them, but he denied it again. A short time later, the bystanders again said to Peter, You must be one of them, because you are also a Galilean. Then he began to curse, and he swore with an oath, I do not know this man you are talking about. Immediately, a rooster crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said to him. Before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. I'm not sure I have adequate words to say all that I'm feeling and thinking from this reading. There are so many intricacies to both of these stories back to back. Let me point out one important thing to understand in this story today. We read the Old Testament for most of the year. We saw the Israelites who were a chosen people to be set apart, used for a specific purpose. They would be God's people and God would be their God. It was a covenant. They were to have no other gods, to not worship any idols, to return back to God as they constantly fell away. And while that is many of us, uh, we have to understand that that was a specific people for a specific time. And in the midst of those prophecies, the prophet Isaiah comes and foretells of Jesus. And then we are in the New Testament. We have the birth of Jesus. We have the life of Jesus. And here we are at the final moments of Jesus' life. We read this and we understand that Jesus is a problem to the Pharisees, to the Sadducees, to the religious leaders. This is the clergy of that time. But we have to fully understand why he's such a problem during this time that causes him to be crucified. In the Old Testament, God repeatedly tells them to have no other gods, to not worship any other idols. We have Jesus, the Messiah, who came lowly, who came quietly, and is revered as a king. But this is not royalty that they are used to. 
their king is coming in loud and proud and he's coming to take over and to I guess in their mind eradicate evil and they're waiting for Jesus to do this their expectation of what Jesus is coming to do is much different than the life that Jesus played out and Jesus says he is the son of God that is a problem to the religious who have studied the Torah who have studied Jewish law and so we hear in this reading today the words of Jesus you have said it yourself but I tell you from now on you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven this angers the high priest he calls it blasphemy he declares they need no more witnesses no more evidence there's enough here to kill Jesus which has been the goal all along he presents a problem to the religious systems and we might just want to sit with that in our own lives we will continue to unpack this story tomorrow there is so much here father it's it's hard to read this and to imagine the things that happened to you there's so much to unpack here hearing how you chose the very men that would betray you you chose to eat with them the night before you asked them to pray and they couldn't even do that they could not even fathom what was about to happen and you still chose to eat with them you offered them the cup those that would betray you those that would hand you over to the very men that would kill you with men that denied even knowing you and when you had the chance to stand and defend yourself you stood silent i pray that we just sit with what we've read today and let it sink deep down into places that need a wash over of our intellect need a wash over of our disruption of our own religious systems our own religious rules that we have demanded and even our expectation of the role that we have expected demanded you play out in our own lives but lowly humbly you came and served and laid down your life so that we can have eternal life and have life more abundantly and that doesn't start upon death that starts now i pray we sit with the weight and the magnitude of what we have heard today we pray this now in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen
Looking forward to turning the page, continuing the story tomorrow. Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Hello, my sweet siblings. It's Minita. I just want to let Simone know that I am praying for her. Simone, if you hear this, I want you to know that you're not forgotten, especially during these holiday seasons that are coming up. Um, it must be so, so difficult for you um, that you lost your sister. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and especially now, throughout the holidays, it must be difficult. Um, regrets are not easy to forget. Um, Thomas, she's in the best place, you know, and now uh, she's resting, no more pain. But I know, I know how you feel. I lost three siblings out of ten of us, and I lost my parents. I love my favorite cousin. Um, I recently, I just... I've lost so many friends recently. I lost uh, one of my friends too. Um, I've lost so many friends this year. It's just so sad. Um, but I pray that God um, will um, wrap his arms around you and give you peace. Um, that peace that we all know what peace I'm talking about. That peace that the world can never give us. Only the peace that only God can give us. A peace um, that surpasses all understanding and that that peace that will never, never die. And um, um, yeah, uh, so I just want you to know that I am praying for you. Um, I'm lifting you up to the Heavenly Father because He is so good and faithful and so loving and so kind. Okay, so I love you. Have a great day and um, a big hug for you, sister. Take care. Bye. Good morning, DAB family. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Uh, this is Felicia, a.k.a. For His Glory in Florida. I'm calling today to ask for a prayer for myself. Um, I got some a CT scan result back on October the 13th, and I found out that I have a four and a half inch, I mean a four and a half centimeter uh, aortic aneurysm and I also had they found some nodules in my lungs and I'm going back on uh, uh, November the 24th to have another more advanced CT scan run and I need your prayers I just ask all of you to cover me uh, I'm praying that everything's going to be okay and that the Lord no matter what the circumstances or the outcome is that the Lord will be with me every step of the way I love you guys, and I thank you all for your prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Dabsey. This is Tanya calling in from Suffolk. I wanted to lift up uh, the young lady called was speaking in reference to her son having um, back pain, chronic back pain, since he was 18 years old. And then Jess from Ohio called in, wanted prayer for her niece that's dealing with some mental issues. And then another little boy that was diagnosed with cancer, he's now in a coma. So, Heavenly Father, I come to you lifting up these names, Father. Lord God, these are your children, Lord God. Father, I'm asking right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, that you just show yourself mighty as always, Lord God. I declare and decree 
divine healing, Father, divine deliverance. Lord God, I bind anything that is not of you, oh Father. I'm asking, Lord God, that you just touch the young man with that back pain, Lord God. Give him the strength to continue to endure. Allow him to continue to praise you, Lord God, no matter what he's going through right now. And I'm just believing, Lord God, that you are healing, Lord God, that this was not just something that's taking place, Lord God, but you are healing him from the inside out while he continue, Lord God, to yet hold on and have strength to give you praise. And this is my prayer to you and Father, the little boy that has cancer, Lord God. I know, Lord God, that you are able, Father, so I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I bind cancer from his body, from the top of his head, Father, to the sole of his feet, Father. Father, even the family, Lord God, that uh, have to endure, Lord God, strengthen them, Lord God. Comfort, Father, and wrap your loving arms around them. This is my prayer to you in Jesus' name. And, Father, I'm asking, Lord God, for healing on my back, Lord God. I know I've been dealing with it, and I've just been dealing. But, Lord God, I know that you can do all things but fail. And I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus for complete healing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. <laughs>